As a speaker, building a strong brand is essential to establishing yourself as an authority and gaining trust from your audience. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to someone who interviewed me actually on how to build your speaker brand by focusing on your personal brand. And so this is going to be a great episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another brand new episode of the Maximize Your Brand Podcast. This is your host, Markeith Brayton. So excited to be with you again this week. Hope you have had some great weeks over the past couple of weeks because we did miss an episode on last week. But this week, we are sharing another podcast where I was the guest. This has been a trend the past couple of months, and I'm so excited that I am being invited on others' podcasts to share my expertise as a personal brand strategist, as a coach, and as a speaker. Speaking of speaking, this episode is all about leveraging your personal brand as a speaker. How do you build a strong speaker brand in alignment with your personal brand. And my colleague, Miss Pam Perry, invited me on her podcast called Speakers. And it's a wonderful podcast. And I'm so glad I had the opportunity to share with her on her podcast. And so I invite you to join me in listening in. If you have a desire to become a paid speaker, this is a great episode for you to listen to and to take notes. And so let's jump right on into this week's podcast episode. Hey there, this is Dr. Pam Perry. Welcome to the Speakers Magazine show where we are on all of the podcast places as well as YouTube and also on Roku. So YouTube and Roku as well. So today's show is going to be a little bit different. We're talking with the speaker, but we're also talking about speaker branding and the gentleman that I have, Markeith Braden, who's going, who's our guest today, I'll bring up in shortly, is really talks about really building a profitable brand in a business you love. And I have been personally watching Markeith for a long time. He knows his stuff. Uh, you want to go to his website and subscribe to his weekly newsletter. He also has a podcast as well. But one of the things that we're going to get into is that before you even speak, People judge the brand, right? So even if you are speaking, they're still judging the brand. So we're going to talk about how to maximize and monetize your personal brand because that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand how their stages can really help them maximize their brand, especially if you're a speaker. So with that, I'm going to bring up Marquis. Woo! 
good, good. Well, like I said, I have been watching you for a minute. Uh, it's been a minute. So I am so glad that you finally had an opportunity to come on the show. And we just really chop it up about personal branding. But before we get into that and really like the teaching mode, because I know we both love that, is really give us a little bit of your background and how you really have a passion for, why you have a passion for branding and that sort of thing. So interesting. Well, once again, thank you for having me on your show. I'm always excited to be on other podcasts outside of my own. Um, and having a podcast, one of the things that I realized, I was like, you know, I need to be on more uh, other expert shows instead of just always doing interviews and things like that. So I'm so excited to be here. But once again, Markeith Braden, personal brand strategist, speaker, uh, been in business for the last nine years, five years full time in my business. And how did I get to this place? Well, to be honest with you, I was forced to be uh, in this place in the sense that in 2014, I got a knock on my office door to let me know that my position was going to be dissolved and I was being laid off. Mm. And in that moment of being laid off, I had the decision to make. I knew I had this passion for speaking and this passion for helping others to really align with their purpose and realize their best life. And I knew I wanted to pursue that dream of mine, but was that the right time? And I decided it was the right time. And I decided that I was not going to go back to the traditional nine to five. And I was going to pursue my dream of becoming a professional speaker, starting a coaching business, and really pursuing what I believe God has called me to do uh, in the marketplace. But most of that really started really back in college when I listened to Patricia McLeod. She came mm, Patricia McLeod, yes. Yeah, she okay, came to our alma mater, which she's a, a, a alumni of Kentucky State University. And from that day forward, when I heard her speak, I knew that this was what I wanted to do. Are you? Oh my goodness. That is, does she know that? Does she? Know I don't know that? that I actually have never personally met her. I, I just think, remember oh, her I coming think. to speak that year. Yes. Uh, and a lot of times speakers, and that's why I just love speakers so much. You never know what the seeds you plant, how they're going to blossom and bloom. And I know that I heard her years ago as well at a black enterprise. And this was probably maybe about 20 years or so ago. So, and, and I just thought she was phenomenal. She does still speak, actually, on the Speakers Magazine uh, Instagram. I posted a picture of her in her bio, and, and a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I've never heard of her. I've never, I've, you know, and it's just like you'd have to, you know, because she went to your, she's the alma mater of your university, and Black Enterprise has heard of her. But it's like she was more like one of the first, I guess you would say, real trainers that I had mm -hmm. ever really heard speak, you know, from yeah. a, lot, and it's a lot of men. Marquita, a lot of men in the speaking industry, you know, we got Les Brown and Willie Jolly, and, you know, go on Dr. Del Toro and, and everything, but not that many women other, outside of like Lisa Nichols. And so yeah. she's the first woman that I really heard um, speak from the stage really powerfully. So I would love for you to tell her that and yeah. the three of us can do a podcast together. I don't know if she does podcasts and things like that. She still looks great. I mean, 
I would say she is north of 75. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. It would have been about 20. Uh, this was maybe my freshman or sophomore year in college, which was 97, 98. So, yeah, it would have been almost to, almost 20. Yeah. Yeah. Almost and, 20. and she's still more than 20, great. actually. Yeah. She still looks great. So, one of the things, the legend in the speaking industry, they did not have social media, right? They didn't. Right. They, they had like a headshot. <laughs> And then they would just say, do you have it as a glossy picture? You know, that kind of thing. So I love that story. So I did not know that about you because I love her as well. And that's one of the things that I know speakers can change lives. So go on, go on. Tell us the rest of the. the well, had you not asked me that question, I don't know if I really would have thought about it until that moment. But, yeah, she was one of the first that I heard speak from the stage in a powerful, inspiring way. And what was interesting, not long after that, it was my sophomore year, summer of my sophomore year, I got my very first paid speaking engagement with my church at the time, the United Methodist Men in Nashville, brought me home to be the guest speaker, and they gave me a check of $500. So from what? that day forward... <laughs> it's like, this what I'm going to do. That was the easiest $500. From that day forward. That's it. That day forward, I knew it was what I was eventually going to do. Uh, do you remember what you spoke on? You know, I don't do. I don't remember, but I'm sure I have it somewhere on a piece of paper because I save everything. I save okay. everything. So yes, yes, I'm sure, I have it written down somewhere. It was probably one of your signature things that you say all the time, and like you said, when there's an exchange of money for something that flows out of us so naturally you kind of know like this is what I'm born to do and 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 that and it was it's a united methodist the united methodist men of my church i grew up united methodist okay so i want to say rudy rasmus is in united united methodist and okay. uh, he, he's the pastor of beyonce he's out of oh, okay. Houston, okay and united methodist or either is it Carlisle stewart i get it confused okay. there's Hope united methodist which is he's a powerful speaker as well so for a lot of black speakers, we do look up to um, ministers. You know, I could name a lot of ministers, obviously Martin Luther King, obviously he's a minister, he's a great orator, but a lot of the speakers- And he's a great alpha man too. Oh, he sure is. I saw that on the bio there as well. <laughs> so they'll read the official bio in, 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 the, uh, in the show notes. But yeah, I saw he was an alpha man as well. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's it. But the thing that I see that, like, Willie Jolly is also a minister, or um, even like George Frazier kind of preaches a little bit. I mean, so it's almost in our culture sometimes that those platforms were offered to us in, in the church. They right. were fully in corporate areas at the, at the very beginning. Yeah. So making the transition now, you did the, 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 the your first paid gig, you know, not your first speaking gig, but your first paid gig in the church. Then how did you make the shift to do more of the corporate things and that sort of thing? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. So while I was working in my professional career after college and graduate school, I was working uh, in healthcare. Okay. And um, well, I had three different careers, <laughs> which is interesting. But between healthcare and education, uh, provided me plenty of opportunities to to speak. And here's what you know: I want the listening audience to really grab hold of is that even within your professional careers, your nine to fives, you know, what are people calling you on the most to do? 
Mm-hmm. And what I found in my career, I was always being called on to do presentations. I was always being called on to give words of encouragement or to be the MC of MC. an event. Mm-hmm. And and so I began to really fully understand that this wasn't just a passion, but this was also purpose. This mm-hmm. was also a natural gift that God had given me in order to do the things that I'm called to do in the world. And so I began to really hone that. And that's through mentorship. And so I started following people like Les Brown, mm-hmm. Willie Jolly, and yeah. Stedman Graham, and started looking to those individuals because they were doing similar uh, things, being authors and speakers and uh, presenting. And so I started studying them as speakers. Mm-hmm. And so the first step I would say is, Study individuals whom you feel like you're most aligned to, who's doing what it is that you want to do on the level that you want to do it on. Yeah. And that's what I started doing um, was studying these great speakers. Now, I really was most aligned with Willie, Dr. Willie Jolly. Yeah. And that is because Dr. Willie Jolly would always utilize his ability to sing in his talks. So you sing too? And I sing as well. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, one of the things that I would uh, usually not do was not necessarily let that be known to my audiences because I wanted to have some type of uh, surprise for uh, people in the audience uh, to be able to kind of capture their attention. With kind of a surprise, Marquis. So oh, look at was- that. He wants to say hello. So this is, he. you, you were talking, his language there. He was like, okay, use your gift. Okay. So this is Pepe. He usually makes an appearance once in a while, but only if he really, really likes speaker. I and what's his name? Pepe. 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 Okay. Yes. I want to say this, though. One of the gifts that I see that you have, you know, is it your voice quality. So it's not surprising that you do sing because you have that voice quality, but you probably have done voiceovers or people love to hear good voices. Right. And so right. I can hear that how people would have probably asked you before you even knew it was your gift, like to MC, to, to MC. give words of encouragement, to be the first person to, why don't you say some words, Marquise? And it's like, why are people always asking? It's because of the voice quality. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. that is so good. So, and so you take note of that. Mm-hmm. You take note of those things. Um, and for I think for a long time, I took it for granted, right? You know, why people, why are people always drawn to me? Why they ask me to do this? And why they ask me to do that? You know, because there was uh, a period of time where you have to grow in confidence to do these yeah. things. Right? We did. We did. That's down before people. And so as time went on, I um, started to develop more of my speaking and start to develop more and learning how to build a business around it. But then I also transitioned into ministry. And so okay. I'm also a licensed ordained minister as well. Really? And, you know, that gave me more opportunity to speak before audience. It gave me more opportunity to learn how to develop sermons, develop mm-hmm. talks, to understand three points and a close. <laughs> and all of those. Types. A lot of those ministers don't know how to close. They close like two times. Okay. You know, it's like, we got to get out of here. You know, yeah, we kind of. Right. Yeah. And so that development happened and fast forward to back to the layoff. I, I just made a decision um, prior to being laid off. One of the decisions that I did make was I hired a coach about a year and a half prior to being laid off. Wow. 
Wow. Because I knew I wanted to build a business. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to build a business. And like I said, I'm the type of person that I'm willing to invest in myself with other people who are doing what it is that I want to do on the level that I want to do it on. And while I had that additional income to be able to invest in myself while I was working, I decided to do that. That is so good. You know, a lot of people will not do that. They have a dream and it always stays a dream. It always stays a wish. But you knew that one day that you wanted to have your own business, not just necessarily speaking, but a business. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, looking at the benchmarks in the field, studying them, did you notice there was a pattern of why Willie Jolly or Les Brown or even TD Jakes for that matter, Mm -hmm. why they were getting such um, notoriety and being called to speak in, in, and I'm trying to, give a leading question about was it their brand well you know it was their brand but let me share this with you i uh we visited a video uh podcast that i did sometime last year and there was one word that stood out to me in revisiting that video that helped me to understand branding in just one word really branding is connection mm-hmm that when you think of your brand, you should be thinking of how does this connect to the people that are aligned with my message or with my business or with what I am providing as a service. (laughs) That you want to be able to make a connection to people who are drawn to you. And ultimately, that's what branding does. We sometimes get it mixed up with marketing Right, right. Marketing is just really promoting and yelling loud to let people know you're here. Mm-hmm. But your branding really should draw people. And people should recognize it. They should yeah. recognize it whether you're speaking, you know, at the Boy Scouts, at mm-hmm. the Toastmaster, or in the church. They know the Mark Keith brand or they know yes. the Pan Perry brand because they yes. recognize it. They have connected with it. That's so let's say, for instance, if I started, I don't know, if I started speaking somewhere, and all I talk about is, I don't know, I don't know, say uh, science and math, right? Mm-hmm. I, I talk about STEM, which I don't. And then I go somewhere else and I speak at a book, a, 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 a author's event, and I start talking about PR and marketing. It's like, uh, well, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not the same person. It's, you know, so a speaker does have to have a brand that connects with the audience that, like you said, who they're trying to serve. That's it. So primarily when you're speaking in churches or corporations, or are you doing speaker training as well? What are what are some of the business silos, I guess you would say, that you have found 2014? So that's about... That's almost a, nine years. Yeah, almost nine yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. So what, so what is um, over the 10 years or so, over the decade, what are the, some of the businesses that you have found? I will say this, Marquis. Most entrepreneurs, especially the new entrepreneurs over the last decade or so, have really become entrepreneurs because of situations like that. Mm-hmm. Myself included, when I um, I was actually working with my husband in his business, okay. and his business went out of business, mm-hmm. and that's when my company really birthed, Ministry Marketing Solutions. He went on and got a job. We had a daughter to support. Right. And at that point, I said, okay, you made a go of it for 10 years. Let Give me, me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been 20. 
uh, now he has his own company as well. But 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 you know, it was it was like a, a situation where it's like, oh my God, okay, what am I going to do? And so I had to really look at myself and say, hmm, what is it do I really really want to do? And at that point, it was really to help people market their messages, the message, meaning ministry messages, inspirational messages, but marketing, ministry marketing solutions was the name of the formal name of the, the corporation that created. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back, ready to take your time back? And you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer or consultant in your own business. Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always got. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. 10 years later, Markeith is doing all the different things. Did you see you doing the things that you're doing now? Or did they kind of create those businesses or services as you? Yeah, I think that they were created over time. Mm -hmm. I never, I never thought that, you know, 2015, it was when I started the podcast. Um, I never thought about podcasting until I forced myself into this entrepreneur space and I had to ask the question, how will people know I do what I do? Yes. Yes. And you have and that great asking work. that question outside of speaking from from the stage or doing workshops, the next best thing for me was to start a podcast. That and you know, if I could encourage, you know, the listening audience again, you know, what is the most inclined natural thing? for you to do to market yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, it was podcasting. For you, it may be blogging. For you, it may be blogging as video. It it depends on what most nat- comes natural to you. And for me, of course, it was speaking. So the most natural thing for me to do was to create a podcast and have weekly content come from that podcast. And so that was a piece that I never thought about but it was a piece that was coming of age yes I do? 2015 podcasting yeah. was still relatively new a lot of people still relatively even, didn't even know where to listen to them yeah and, I saw uh, the thing definitely. that I did was the same thing I did when I got laid off I found a podcast program <laughs> and I purchased it I got in that mastermind and mm-hmm. John Lee Dumas podcast was Yes, yeah. entrepreneur on fire. There you entrepreneur go. Entrepreneur on fire. He's a benchmark in the podcasting world. That's so true. That is yeah. so true. And, and, had and had a podcast. And so here I am, 2015, eight years later, 
Yeah. We'll have that podcast over 200 plus episodes in the tank and, you know, moving forward with that as marketing in addition to, you know, identifying speaking engagements and opportunities for me to continue to build a business, which I think is the number one way still that if you could get in front of an audience, stand on a stage, share your story, share your message and uh, in front of people and, and they have listening ears and then be able to close them in your offers or your services or your products in the back of the room, it's a gold mine. Do you, and this is a, a personal question, and, and some people are really kind of squeamish about it, do you pay to be on stages or do you speak for free or is it always for a fee? So I have never actually paid to be on a stage. Okay. I have spoken for free or it is usually a fee. Uh-huh, yeah. And there's there's different models for speaking, and they call it speak to sell or whatever. Sometimes if you know, and this is just for speakers in general, if you know your target audience is, say, I don't know, South by Southwest, whatever. Right. Okay, I'm just saying if it is. And you would love to speak at South by Southwest, and they have an opportunity where they say, hey, you know, you can speak at our conference. Our conference, you're, quote, unquote, a sponsor, and the sponsors get 15 minutes on the stage. Now you can say, no, I want to be selected and I want to be, you know, paid $5,000 or you could be in front of your ideal audience and make $30,000. So, you know, it's just different ways to look at it. And so the speaking industry is so different now than probably 10 years ago. Uh, So people have to understand there's different ways and there's, it's a business model. It's a legitimate business model for people to pay to sponsor. I mean, I can I I can name several conferences I know over the last two years where people have paid to be on stage mm-hmm. and it's up to thousands of dollars, but yeah. they have to know how to recoup it back, and that's the business side that right. and the branding that they need to have mm-hmm. in place first before you start jumping and being on people's stages because you could then waste your time in because you want to make sure that your target market is there. And and when I say I haven't paid to be on stages, maybe not in exchange of physical money, but I have you know, looked for opportunities that maybe, let's say there's a conference in Nashville. I've, I've done this several times. There was a women's conference coming to Nashville. I found the person who was hosting the conference. I presented a workshop idea uh, for them. They accepted it, asked me to come. I paid an energy and time right? because it was still a free opportunity, but I knew that my target market would be in that space. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. So one of the things that I want speakers who have a gift like you and you like to speak and you know that people have always asked you to share stories, share share your message, and you have a a passion to want to serve people, how is it that they can, I guess you say stepwise, go into the next level? Because you've got to make it a business. And so... uh, Give you an example. So Sherwood, Dr. Sherwood, she's yeah. a cover of the magazine coming up. She's been on the cover a few times, but she's coming up. So she has a, a she trains other speakers, um, coaches and trains them, membership program, obviously books, obviously stage speaking. Um, there are just a lot of different, I guess you would say, streams of income that you have. So what are some of the ones that you think the speaker should look at in you know, maybe yeah. they're a good coach. Maybe they just know how to speak, but they can't teach other people how to speak. Yeah, I think that's a great question because in 2023, there's so many 
revenue streams you can create. And being paid to speak is great, but it it can it's not infinite. It's it's finite, meaning that if you just want to be a keynote speaker and get on stages, you may find yourself running rapid all over the country. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But there are opportunities now where you can speak from the stage for free and enroll people into a group coaching program. That you can. Yeah, that's you know, it. You can have opportunity where I'm an Amazon influencer. Mm-hmm. And so there may be some products and services that other speakers need. And so you're doing live streams around uh, your particular niche and topic. But then now you have this opportunity where you have an Amazon storefront. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can go to and get those items that you recommend for speakers or for podcasters or for, yeah. you know, whatever it is your niche is. That's an opportunity to get affiliate income. Affiliate income. Opportunities where you, sh- I should have a book. I don't have one yet, <laughs> and I not yet, but it's probably one. coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there's an opportunity now for you to sell your book on top of doing your speaking. And so we can't just look at speaking as keynote speaking or doing workshops. There's so many uh, myriad of ways for us to be able to create streams of income for ourselves. I love the live stream, and if anybody knows anything about my brand, one of the things I'm most consistent is, is you're going to see some type of live stream two or three times a week. Okay. Uh, from okay. Me because that's an opportunity for me to get into the algorithm. That's an opportunity for me to get in front of people. That's an opportunity for people to be consistent with me. And I got this kind of aha moment sitting in my car one day and I have satellite radio. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll listen to the Joel Osteen channel. And it hit me one day. I was like, this is 24-7. Yeah. That these things are on rotate 24-7 on this channel. And I was like, why couldn't I do that with my live streams? I have enough content to where I could go to one stream live and upload at least 10 or 20, schedule them every day at a specific time. And I have really my own running network yeah. on my social media channels. I love that. That is so true. That is so true. It is a twenty. It's so changed now, and Roku as well, and all the other ones as well. I mean, there's so many different ones where content can be placed. And you know, one of the things that um, and and Marquita, I didn't do this, but one of the things that people can do is put little commercials in their own. That's right. That's right. And. And I have to get better at that. So I'm going to show you my podcast commercial that I put in here. And okay. this is an example because I do PR and that sort of thing. A lot of people know that. But one of the things that I want people to understand is that we can do this. And um, this is just a a quick way of doing this. So I'll show this real quick. Awesome. Here we go. Hey, this is Pam Perry. Really giving you a PR pep talk. How to get publicity. What can it do for you? Why do you need it? What's it do? How much it costs? I'm going to ask those questions in a sec. So what can quick media coverage do? It can help you increase your visibility online, extend your reach, stand up from the crowd, higher ranking on Google, so you can get found. SEO is important. That's what PR can do for you, for sure. So when you're ready, go to pamperrypr.com 
love for you to get out there and get known, get in all of the media that you see on the website, pamperipr.com. Take a pic of the packages for the PR. I'm pamperipr.com. All righty. We'll see you there. So that was nightmare. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's great. And that's it was really just, good. And and I have to remember. And I have I've been podcasting for a while, but I very rarely will put a commercial in because I'm so engaged with the conversation. Like and with you, and it was like it was like you know what we do podcasts. Let's put this commercial in because people are like, well, how do you make money from the podcast? You can make money from different ways of making the doing the podcast, but also putting a commercial in there about what that's you right. Do is really, really important. Obviously, they'll see it in the show notes, but if they're listening, because this is video and an audio pod, if they're listening, then they'll say, oh, okay, this is what this is what she does. So yeah, so I had to I had to give an example. That was a quick commercial that I did uh, using a tool called Animato. And uh, it was one of those things where you could stop it and start it. And so I use it on Instagram a lot. I just changed the beginning, the first two slides, and the last slide is always the same. This is, so when you're ready, go to quickmediacoverage.com, that kind of thing. So yeah, it, it has to be something that's easy for me and mm-hmm. overcomplicated because it's, you know, we're moving too fast. So podcasting is easy. Live streaming is easy for you. But maybe like you said, for someone else, maybe a speaker, they they like to blog and maybe they send mm-hmm. out newsletters. Whatever you do consistently, that's what's going to build your brand because it's it's mm-hmm. repetition over and over and over again. And people are going to notice. One of the things that is amazing to me is that people always will come up to me and they say, well, you know what, Mark Sheath, one thing that we can say about you is that you you are you are consistent. You are mm-hmm. definitely consistent. You're out there. What they don't know is that I have just mastered this art of being able to be in front of people using tools. Like I said, I love OneStream Live. I used to use Restream. But I'm just taking that content that I've done before and I'll add, I'll go back and add commercials into those um, and then replay them, you know, as they are live. And with OneStream Live, it says you're live. And a lot of people think I'm live when they send me questions on this, but I'm not even live. You just uploaded it. I just uploaded it. I have one that's happening at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time uh, (laughs) uh, today. And I can be talking to somebody else. I love it. This has been really good talking with you because it's refreshing. I think speakers can be inspired to know that they have something in their heart that they want to do, be consistent with it, mm-hmm. understand the different models of business or the different streams of income that you can make from being a speaker. Right. You know, you help other speakers brand themselves. That's primarily one of the things that you do mm-hmm. as well. So explain that process. Is it just with speakers or is it with any type of subject matter experts? No, so primarily I have worked over the years, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've worked with many types, corporate professionals who want to get into speaking, coaching, and consulting. I've worked with other coaches who have hired me to be a part of their coaching team, you know, for their clients and their communities. Um, And so what I have decided to do here recently is because I just feel uh, uh, alignment with it. It's basically who I was, currently now working with uh, corporate professionals to build a profitable personal brand that replaces their corporate income. Ah, I love that. That is really, we call this the gig economy or the freelancer's economy, but a lot of 
people, if you've worked in a corporation, you've made six figures and they paid you six figures, you could be a consultant and do the same thing. And a lot of people, especially I would say maybe north of 50 for sure, mm -hmm. uh, when they have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, things in their toolbox that they can pull out and use now, but they can do that, but they, they need the guidance in that of how to actually go after that. Government contracting is probably like a good place to start for someone who's been working in a, a corporation for years and they want to do whatever they've been doing, go and find an RFP with a government contract and then really fill that out. But they do need a personal brand. They do need That's to it. develop that. Yeah. Oh, that I is just, you know, just real quick, you know, I have this process called the sign process. Shine. It I love helps that. with, you know, you developing your personal brand. And so I'll go through that real quick. The first step is self-awareness that your personal brand really is birthed from your self-awareness. How aware are you about your gifts, your talents, your expertise, your skills, you know, who you are, your character, all those things are part of your personal brand. Uh, the second step is you got to harness that expertise. You got to pull it in and you got to make sure that you have honed in on what that expertise is so that people will see it and know what it is that you should want to be known for is you got to invest in your brand, invest in yourself. That, that's it. And that it's so true. That's that self-explanatory. I don't even need to go in. Oh, my God. I mean, we're talking yeah. like books. We're talking programs. We're talking courses. We're talking conferences. Get in the room, right? Get in there. The next step is nurture your networks. You know, one of the great things about podcasting is help me to build a tremendous network of individuals around certain expertise that I can call on at any point in time because we did a, a 45 minute an hour interview, right? And so, and they agreed to be on the show. So they found enough value to be on the show. So mm -hmm. that's an opportunity. And then the last step is engage your audience. Mm -hmm. You gotta find your consistent way that you're gonna engage your audience. And what I do, I send a weekly email I have the podcast, I have live streams, I have, you know, things that I'm doing in the community speaking. And so how will you engage your audience on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. And that is how we help you to build your personal brand. And shine. Inside. Inside. I love that. Shine. I, this is one of the things that says we shine like a superstar, right? You have to shine. And then also, too, it's also scriptural, you know, let your light shine. Let so that's your light so shine. Yeah, that, that's one of my That's favorites. so good. And that's really where I got it from. Let your light so shine that men or women shall see your good work. Yeah. Well, how you start shining is doing that. And don't hide it under a bushel. You know, don't hide it under a bushel. Because that is it. And that's, that's the other scripture that we're talking about. You know, don't be the, the person that hides your talent. <laughs> be that wicked, wicked, wicked person that's like, yeah, have all the talents. Okay. Yeah. You know, use them. You know what's going to happen, right? So, yeah, I always tell that to people. I says, you know, it's like, I don't know. I want to do PR. I don't know if I'm really ready to get out there. I was, you know, I said, it's a talent. you got to shine it. you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Oh, Markeith, that is good. So people can go to MarkeithBraden.com. I have it up on the screen. But for those that are listening, Markeith, is, it looks like looks like Mark, but then also it's Keith. So it's Markeith. Yeah, two and names put together. Yeah, two names put together. So it's, that's a brand right there. So you can always remember your name and then Braden.com. So they can go there, sign up for your newsletter just to kind of check you out and see what you're doing. And I will follow up with you to make sure that you follow up and find Dr. Russ, uh, Patricia Russell McLeod. Yeah. He is, and she's dynamite. And I always, 
um, love the legends and I want them to know, you know, how much they've impacted us or inspired us. She would love to to know that. She really, really would. That would be one of the cool things as well. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining Speakers Magazine show. I am just so delighted. And I learned so much about you that I didn't know. I mean, I read the website and I read the bio. Uh, besides being an alpha man, I knew that as well. Um, but just really understanding a little bit how your brand put together and where I can't wait to see where the next 10 years of your business. Yeah, fine. You know? Me too. Chat GPT will change everything. So we know. I'm using it every day. I'm using it every day. I know. So it's like, where is it going to be in 10 years? <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I will talk with you soon. All righty. All right. Take care. take care. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. Well, there you have it. That was a great episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening in on that interview. And if you really do have a passion to develop your brand and to become a speaker or coach or consultant, I encourage you to reach out to me at Markeith at MarkeithBraden.com. And let's do a complimentary coaching session so that we can help serve you in the direction that you're wanting to go. Also, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to the Maximize Your Brand podcast. If you're tuning in for the first time and you've not hit that subscribe button, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Once again, reach out to me, Markeith at MarkeithBrain.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-T-H at M-A-R-K-E-I-T-H-B-R-A-D-E-N dot Calm. Let's connect real soon. But until next time, just remember this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.